Oh, dude, I, when I when I got out of boot camp and I, I went, we had to stay in the that, that dive fair program back in the day. Uh, we went to, I had to work at Bethesda Naval Hospital and we worked in PSD at the hospital there. And every single day I'd walk into that place in my little black uniform from boot camp with my, my Ronald McDonald ribbon. Johnny right? Cash's. My, my Johnny Cash's, yeah. which, by, by the way, I still wear those pants out. Well, I, I, so I'd go in there and at least four or five people a day look at me. And, That's awesome, and, dude, and really? Be, oh, absolutely. And I'd walk in there <laughs> and, they, and they would look at and the tie, Damn too. Right. I still wear the tie as well, too. And I'd walk in there and you know what they would say to me? They'd say, you're never going to make it. You're never going to do that. You can't do that. Sure. Oh, t- yeah, yeah. Right? All the time. All the time. And that's all you hear. That's all you hear. And when I heard that, that drives me forward. And the person we're having on today is going to show you that, that they made it to that pinnacle. Now, you know, the, in the shift they made in their life to go do it, same thing, man. You yeah. shouldn't do that. You, you know, can't the best, do that. The best response that I, I ever heard and I kind of adopted too is when people are like, you can't do that. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> tell them that tell them oh, that, no, you're right you know what you're right and i'm probably going to quit tomorrow and then don't and then don't quit and would you just keep going next thing you know that same person who told you that's going to be looking up when you're at the top of whatever it was you were trying to do and and they're going to just say, the look on people's face when they were like you did you actually did that I'm like said i would i just told you i wouldn't i love it right i love it i love it and that's what this show is about if you're it's your first time listening to the team never quit podcast our mission here with the wizard and Marcus and I is our dream is our mission is to help you realize that you have that potential too. It's inside you. The fire is in your gut. You no just got No matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And our program and other programs out there and the people that we have on this show, they prove if it doesn't matter. I am literally talking to the person who says, well, I'm not that guy. I'm, I couldn't do that. There's always one out there like, yeah, he's talking about everybody but me. No, I am talking directly to the person sitting right there. It's like, I couldn't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Swear you could do it. Hands down, yep. we know you can, and we're right. whole, and our job is to inspire you with the show. The way the show works is we get you, we get it going, and we open up with a cool historical figure or event in history that really exemplifies the never quit attitude, and and to do it on a higher plane, a higher purpose of a higher cause. You find us a person or something that you think is unobtainable or can't be done, and we'll find somebody who's done it and bring them on here. Not only one, that's we'll the, find you a bunch. Little, that's the next email strain, right? Right oh, there. Buddy. I love hey, it. Why don't you find somebody, one of you negative SOBs out there, tell me something that can't be, get done by human and, spirit. And we'll go find it. And we'll find it for you. We'll find it for and, you. And then we'll bring them on there and help and explain to you how, how it's done so you can get up. And I want we want to see you go do it. And then once you accomplish it, we're going to have you on the show to... Will you contradict and go against every that negative a- attitude you had and tell us how great it is that you got up and did something to come. Man, I is like that. The next that. One? <laughs> I like that right there. <laughs> that right there is a call out to you by Marcus Luttrell himself. Listen, we believe in you. We know you can, but you got to stop saying I can't. If you need us to find somebody to, to, to prove to you that you can do it, we will. You go ahead and write in. So on our website, on teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast. And give us, I mean, I tell you, like, hey, I'm missing a leg. I'm a dumbass. I, you know, I had a drug problem, and I want to do this, and I don't think I can. We'll go find somebody who <laughs> right? did. Yeah, because we've all been through the same crap. It, literally. <laughs> and, and, and so that's the point. That's what unites the human condition. That's what puts us all on the same playing field is that it's inside you. You know, uh, we know you can do this. 
So when the, on the show, you know, if you want to know more about what who it is, why we're doing this, please visit us at tnqpodcast.com or teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on the website. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on Stitcher. All right. Those are the places that we want that you can hear all the other shows we've done. And we come out every Wednesday morning uh, at about nine o'clock in the morning with a new this this week's new show. All right. So um, let's get into the let's just jump into this week and the historical guy that we're going to talk about. Now, uh, this one is kind of near and dear to my heart. Right. Because yeah, all, both, when, when, all of us, everybody. Near, yeah. Right? When, when I grew up, man, I was a football player. My dream was to play professional football. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number one thing. Well, this cat actually did it. The, the historical figure that we're talking about, you know, is an amazing human being. His, ma- his name is Pat Tillman. If you haven't heard of Pat Tillman, Pat Tillman is an amazing guy. He played for the Phoenix Cardinals, right? After going to St. Uh, uh, Arizona State, man, he he was uh, he did incredible. He he moved up through the ranks. Got he was two hundred. What, what did he get picked? He was like two hundred twenty fifth picked in the NFL draft, right? Came out and immediately became an All Pro. All all this, all that for the Cardinals. He actually turned down this huge contact or contract, Marcus. To shift and go to the Rams, he's like, ah, uh-uh, I play for the Cardinals. This is where I want to be. This is my hometown. You know, so he, he's this amazing guy, right? He's also pretty good looking dude, too, which is awesome. We you covered know? that. We covered <laughs> that in detail we did. before we, we started. Right? We, we did. Are we, we ever going to release that part? No, probably, probably not. On outtakes. We're right. going to have, we're in the future, we're going to have an outtakes. I mean, part. I, I literally had to scroll down past the picture <laughs> so you can read. But I can't stop scrolling back up. <laughs> this guy's picture <laughs> in his uniform do you do, do well, this do no, this scroll down no, i can't i had to look at everything else and then scroll back up slowly <laughs> yeah every part of this it's got a muscle on it and he looks good in camis there look at that throat he's got like he's got that pro look man you know how ridiculous we looked in these military trust me oh dude yeah, uh, has fault navy's the worst man we look horrible <laughs> <laughs> Cracker Jack. I mean, why don't we? Some of the stuff we do, I'm like, man, we could change that probably, right? We could. We, we, we could. I mean, I get it. Tradition. We Nobody could. loves tradition like me, Jack. You do. Some of the stuff we do is <laughs> damn right. Just, just. Well, what well, what makes Pat I'm Tillman? Scrolling up again. Look at this. Stop. Let let your finger move your finger <laughs> move your finger away from the computer, please. All right, let me get into this part because this is the important no, part. So, all right, yeah, all right. So after nine yeah, eleven right, yeah. went down, and, and listen, y'all, when we joke, we joke and jest because we can. We've been there, we've experienced it, we understand it. We're not disrespecting, we're not doing any of that. What we're doing is trying to make bring levity to the the beauty of life and to find oh, humor. Hey, that whole part right there was for nobody other than his teammates. Absolutely. And everybody who who wears who that who wears that tab knows exactly that that where we were coming from on that. Absolutely. That's who that was for. Well, I appreciate that. Well, it, it makes sense now, right? 100%. Uh, yeah, sure. 100%. So Pat, you know, in the prime of his football life after 9/11 happened, makes this incredible decision to walk away from the NFL. And by doing so, he went into the army in order to become a ranger to fight the war on terror, which he did. And he did valiantly. And and as everybody knows the story from there, we lost Pat, you know. And but the 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 meaning behind why I want to talk about this is that here's a human being that really was at the pinnacle of his career, but was so moved and inspired by a necessity to confront evil. 
that he gave up the magnitude of that to go in a different direction to fight for what he believed in. You know how I look at that? And it kind of just, just the human nature, the human uh, condition, if you will. And then mm-hmm. there's, after that, we've, we've evolved, and then there's the American condition. Right. Correct? Absolutely. So when you're growing up and you, you go to, the, we all go to schools together and we, we, we love sports together. Well, every man, you know, or every American, American man growing up, enjoying everything this has to offer. And he has the ability or just the capability of going in there and playing one of our hardest games, representing his family and everything like that. But when the country Needs got him. into some stuff. And the men have to step up and go to work doing something else because that's what ultimately what this is, man. The, all, everything Absolutely. that exists in this country, including football, that that outer ring is is laid down by the military, hands down. Right. So when we go to do something, where we get called to go do something, man, it's it's one of them deals. When you get those guys, and you don't have to do it. There's no draft. That's nope. the beautiful part about it. Volunteer. So when you get these guys who are like, "All right, man," there's just some things that I I I have to do. Otherwise, I couldn't play football. That's the way you. And he saw that. Right, yeah, I mean. Instead of being like, hey, other, Marcus. Other dudes are going. Yeah, hey. And I'm not, only, not only other guys are going, I'm one of the best they got. I, physically, mentally. I mean, he, look at what he did. His football, you know what I'm saying? He, he felt he had to serve. Right, and I mean, having those abilities and knowing that and getting paid, all that stuff thrown at you and the peer pressures just to play pro football, man, and get into all that. It is uh, it's got to be overwhelming, but just the fact that you raise a certain way about how great this country is. So every now and again, when we have to step up and go do some bad stuff or go do whatever, however how you want to label what it is. I hear you. Brother, I'm tracking. Damn, I'm dude, I, I gotta go. Well, and, and that's what he said. That's I, what he did. I have to go because these other dudes are going and these other dudes watch me play. They're my fans or they play in the sport with me. Well, let me I'm read you. I'm just going to hang back. Let me read you a quote. I'd have never met him, man, but that seems like the mentality you got to have. Oh, I guarantee it is. Let me read you a quote from him, all right? Let me read you. This is what he said, okay? Sports embodied many of the qualities I deem meaningful, he said in 2002. However, these last few years, and especially after recent events, I've come to appreciate just how shallow and insignificant my role is. It's no longer important I mean that's powerful stuff man. oh sure I, and I'll tell you what when a human being can realize that when they can see beyond their own self serving right beyond the, that it's the the, the self-worth is about serving others Right, it's about coming out of your comfort zones, and that's why I think our listeners and the hey, guests like, man, that's coming I, you know, on I, I heard you read that and I, I was reading that took took me a while for that to burn through my head just what exactly it was i thought he was saying on that that's how significant he is to say that it what he did was insignificant insignificant right because it's not nope being a professional football player is not ain't insignificant easy. ain't easy one not of the hardest things that I like, nothing that dude in his whole life did was insignificant i'm looking at it i'm big arizona state fan yep. i mean i got some i love them guys i got they're, they're one of my teams right i don't have many they're one of them i know that program Right, you got to be special to go there. Yep, and he. I mean, and, and I, yeah, I, I just that ought to tell you how, yeah, man, how special he is, and how much you love the country. That, because when you give everything up that this country provides for you to protect it, then you understand it. And you get that. You completely understand what he, what is, what he was doing, and what, what how it makes perfect f- sense to me. Right? Did I get that? No, right? you got it. it you got right. it. How important that is. How. Uh, 
look for you people out for the for his teammates stuff. I, I I think you should just know how much he loved you. Amen. Right to step away from you. Uh, amen. He, he absolutely had to love everybody who had anything to do with that so much that he was willing to to to, to give it up, playing it to go fight for it. Right. Huge. So it wasn't insignificant, and because when you first read that, you're like, man, something just I didn't get that. But right. but I do now. Right. Yes. How dang. Have you seen this guy's picture? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> not, not, not only does he look like that, he is the one. That's a hell of a thing to do, right? <laughs> I, I, dude, he, he must a solid dude. I, 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 you've met board. some of his boys, right? Because, no. No, I never met anybody uh, I served mean, with Me him. neither, man. I, 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 I bet you, though, they would say he's a solid guy. Absolutely. Hands down. Hands down. And the guy that's coming I mean, on today. Not that anybody would talk smack about the dead, but you know how we do. Oh. Even our dead. Yeah. I mean, our brothers that we were. I just have to think this guy's got to be pretty solid, man. Absolutely. We know he is. Well, today's guest is also a friend of yours, and you do know him. And he is solid. And and we know why he's solid, but we're going to get him on. And I tell you what, Marcus, I I can guarantee the words that we're going to have out of Adam's mouth are going to be pretty freaking phenomenal, man. Oh, hey, man, what I just figured out about Pat, Adam's got all that. and And I know him. So I, I mean, I didn't know Pat, but from what I read there, what I, what I, his accolades and everything I see yeah. on the side, I put that together. Yeah. You know what? I, I don't have to read anything about Adam. I, I know him. Yeah. And, and the things that he does. So the introduction from Pat to we're running, what I'm trying to say here is that we're, the two men that we're talking about here run on the same line. Same line. Same line. So let's get Adam LaRoche on, shall we, brother? Yeah, yeah let's do it. All right, I'm telling you, man. Listen, what? here's what's happening inside. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a brief description, Marcus. I want you to put this in your mind. I want you to hear it. Well, you're looking at me so you can see it, too, kind of spilling out of my earballs. It's coming up in my sockets, man. What I am is because I'm an athlete in my heart, man. Always have been. Started playing, uh, you know, organized athletics at four years old. My whole thing. So when we get those kinds of people on this show, it fuels my fire. Now, on top of that, we get an athlete on here that's got faith, like our guest coming on, man. I tell you, it it just sends me over the top. And some of the things that he's doing with his life right now, I just, I'm, brother, I'm, I'm fired up, dude. Right? Are you fired up? Yeah. Well, this is another one of them deals where I get to hang out and with one of my friends. Absolutely. Well, let's get your friend out now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm so privileged to welcome the show, Mr. Adam LaRoche. Adam, are you there, buddy? I got you. First of all, it's an absolute honor to be invited and included in this. I appreciate that. And second, man, Dave, I want your energy. And you just got to tell me where you you get that at, because that's just, that's, Unbelievable. Hey, that's not an act either, man. It is literally like that. Even I mean, hell, you were on the thing with before he even started doing yeah, this, man. He's, yeah, he's God, literally that, and out, same way the teams, everything. Right? Well, you got it. I, I know you got it into because every day that I wake up, open my eyes, take a deep breath, look at my opposable thumbs. Thank the Lord for being here and know that I'm surrounded by great people that love me and care about me. That gives me all this energy to go out there and do what I do in this yeah, world. That's, that's perfect, it. Perfect dude. point right there. You know what, man? Think about it like that. So I wake up in the morning and I'm always in a great mood because 
my friend Adam is playing baseball, <laughs> and that stokes me. You know, that fires me. You know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, well, he's Willie's here. Going, Willie's going duck hunting, or yeah. you know, whatever. All all the people that you surround yourself with. If you're having the bad day, man, have their day. Well, it doesn't. It just to know that they care about <laughs> right. you, and that you're, that, yeah, that, exactly. that they know that you. What was the more remarkable thing about this? Like when you looked at us and you said. Hey, I think Adam LaRoche would be great on the show. And man, I mean, he's a phenomenal dude. And, and Adam, I, I, I don't know about you, but do you feel that sense of relief every day because of the people that are in your life? Man, I, I do. But what's funny, and I'm, I'm listening to you guys talk, and you're so right about waking up every day and, and, and just appreciating the small things. And I think, and you mentioned that, and I think that's something that I can take for granted so quick if I don't keep myself in check. And, and constantly remind myself when something really small doesn't go my way, or, or even if it is something a little bigger, you know, that there's the, the majority in the, of the world is in way worse shape than we are. I mean, and that's understatement. You know, we're, we're so, especially in baseball, and, and obviously I'm, I'm just recently retired, so it's still fresh. I mean, we got to be the most spoiled people in the world, the way you're treated as a professional <laughs> athlete. I mean, it's, all, it's, not, it's not even realistic. You know, the way, and so to, to think for a second that, or, or to, to feel sorry for, for ourselves in a second, for a second, I mean, we, we no doubt need to look in the mirror and, uh, and, and, and is that and to be stay real. humbled, no doubt. I, I love that iron sharpens iron quote. Well, that's, that's a, yeah, it, it's one of the greatest things I ever I ever learned in my life when I started reading that, that little book there that I get into on a regular basis, but you know, let's get let's get this going because we. I, I mean, I'm I'm chomping at the bit. I gotta hear your story, but in order to get there, as everybody knows, that comes and pays attention to the GNQ podcast, my brother, you're gonna have to go through the mad minutes. All right, and that mad minute is 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 all changes design. people's lives. It change it changes <laughs> their lives for the better in a happy, positive way. All right, so this is gonna be the part where we and and you're an athlete. You know the the. The, the, the beauty of getting warmed up or we're here to stretch out your prefrontal cortex. The really- batting cage for the brain. <laughs> was that stupid? How stupid was that? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> All right, so you're about ready to get into the batting cage for your brain. And by the way, that's going to be a t-shirt on TNQ Podcast in about a week. So. Uh-huh. All right, all right, here we go. So are you ready for the Thank Mad you. Minute, Adam? All right. First question in the Mad Minute: If you could be born and live at a in your twenties in any era in human history, what era would that be? Uh, man, I'm going to go with the mid to late. God, I'm going to go with the mid to late 1800s. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, that's I mean, super cool. I didn't got to be a man to live back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? You I can, mean, you could have said, be a man to live you could have said, I mean, you got to be hard. Hard, you got to yeah. be hard, dude. <laughs> no matter <laughs> where. I may, I may last about 30 minutes there, but I, I'd love to try it. Right. <laughs> I love that. All right, go, Marcus. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, you know, uh, it, I'm going to go with, uh, shoot, He-Man, and I have no idea why. Ooh, good one. Ooh, I, watched I, watched last, I, I watched him last night. <laughs> he's serious i've never i've not listen I, I i mean i know a lot of unique incredible amazing human beings and marcus certainly is every bit of every one of those but one of the crazy things about really getting to know him and coming to you know oh yeah behind the walls, behind the 
Walls <laughs> is to recognize that the man loves watching 1980s cartoons on a regular basis. And it's awesome. <laughs> and I guarantee over this interview, Adam, you're going to hear some uh, really cool superhero references, man. <laughs> hey, Netflix and iTunes. iTunes is the best thing ever happened to me. Best thing created. Right? <laughs> all right. All right. Here's the next question. All right. Um, if you could give anybody on the planet truth serum and ask them questions for 10 minutes, who would that person be? That would, you know, uh, that would probably be our current president, Barack Obama. (laughs) Everybody said that. A lot of people are saying that right now. A lot lot of people are saying that. If you could sing a song better than the artist who sings it, halftime show, Super Bowl, what song would it be? And you, uh, you can get weird uh, with it. One already popped through your head, I know, and, and that's the one you should get thrown. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Cowboys like us, George Strait. Oh, that's nice. good. Yeah, right. That's good. I dig that. All right, we've had, I had some ling- linger by the cranberries. <laughs> is that cranberries? Not cranberries, is that wrong? <laughs> no, I just right? yeah. I have to let it linger. <laughs> Wilson Phillips. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, I love it. Uh, is, oh, is it my turn? No, I, it's just no, it's my yeah, turn. No, great answer. It was great answer. Yeah, great answer. I love it. I love it. Actual amazing answer. All right, here you go. So if you had to fight one, who would it be? Yosemite Sam or the Tasmanian Devil? I go with Yosemite Sam. Yeah. If you could play out a movie, or excuse me, if you could play out a character in any movie or any book in real life, what would it be? Oh, that's easy. Josie Wales. Yeah! Is <laughs> that the third Josie Wales, right? <laughs> that's the third, I think yeah. it, from the, from the hard, hardest damn, dudes, no, second, I, is the second? I still dream. I'm 36 years old, and I still dream about being Josie Wales. Right? How badass oh is his scar, God. dude? That scar oh was my. epic. Oh my God! From the Show Me State, yeah. Oh right. Missouri, my God! Missouri boat ride. Oh, Missouri boat ride. Oh, oh man! <laughs> I, I, I've, I swear, Adam. I think I've watched that movie probably five, six hundred times. Didn't Tuff t- 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 <laughs> Huterman said, "Josie, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. tough? Uh, no. Did you say John Wayne? I can't remember, uh, but some badass is like, uh, yeah. John, uh, All right, here, here's the next question. All right, uh, what is something that you're afraid of? Golly, uh, you know what? Uh, Randy Johnson's fastball back in the day. <laughs> hey, that's wishes. We, when we were fishing, I asked him about that time when Randy killed that bird. Oh yeah, yeah remember that, bro? Right. I was like, hey man, I go you. We were, I think we were eating lunch or something, yeah. right? I go, hey, that that when when he when he killed that bird off the mound like that, that's that's solidified his legend forever, forever. Ever. And yeah. then he started telling me, Randy's like, man, that, that you do, uh, yeah. That dude's mean. You he did not throw. want to yeah. get near he, that he, thing. Throw that dude. And this guy can hit. <laughs> yeah, he you can. Know yeah, can yeah, hit. yeah, he can. <laughs> All right. Last question is, what is your greatest achievement? Oh, man. Probably my... Man, I, I don't know that you could call it my achievement. I'm going to give credit to the Lord, but my, just my wife and my family, my awesome, kids, dude. my wife. Yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. right? Every, every guy, every good, well, good dad. Love, every good dad, like, oh, my kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
But I love how he gave it up to the Lord first. Right, sure. That was cool. That was cool. Well, that is the Mad Minute on the TNQ podcast, Adam. Thanks change, for- Change your life. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, you'll never be the same after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. One of the things, the amazing thing, people come to the show specifically for one reason. One, and that's to hear Marcus go down the red. No, that's not why. All right, we're, they come here for one reason, and that's to hear the people's greatest never quit story. So we're going to jump right in, both feet, looking down the barrel of that gun right now. Adam, what is your greatest never quit story? I'm probably probably baseball in my career, and, and I say that now because I'm, I'm again I've just retired within the last three months, and I, I've had time to kind of reflect back on on little league, and really that comes from being home for my first summer in about 20 years, and to go be able to travel on the weekends and see my kids play and watch all these little league games has brought back just a ton of memories of really where I started, which is right here where my kids are at, and the days of, shoot, Marcus, we're talking about the days of living in Tomball, Texas, and having a cage in the backyard, and begging my dad every day to go out and throw to us, and, you know, my brothers and I out there playing until it got dark, and just, just that's that, it. Uh, I guess I have to look back on a lot of stuff that I, I didn't, I guess I didn't think about, or maybe didn't really appreciate, and, um, you know, I was never... I was never the biggest, nowhere near the fastest, probably more like the slowest. And I just, at a young age, I don't know what it was, but I was just adamant that I was going to play baseball. I was I was going to do whatever I could possibly do or whatever I had to do to make it work. And cool. when you're in it and you're playing, I guess you don't realize the, the odds or the amount of people that were probably way better than you talent-wise that for whatever reason didn't make it or had a stud in front of them where it kind of blocked their way or had to battle injuries throughout their career and didn't make it. So, you know, another thing I probably took for granted as a player that, that I, I now look back on and realize, you know, how fortunate I was and, and how, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I, I had the attitude of this is what I'm doing no matter what and nothing's going to get in the way. Well, what's interesting is we, you know, the first athlete we had on a show was Dustin Pedroia and his entire, you know, his never quit story was exactly, I think, similar to your, not exactly, but it was similar in the terms that the whole evolution of people saying, you're not going to make it. You're, he wasn't the biggest or the fastest, but it was that desire that well, they're chasing purpose, the same dream, chasing the dream, right. Of, of playing ball, the joy, the passion, so the question I have and what kept coming up, I think, with him was, man, you know, the failure, right? And people telling him no and all this. Was that was that relevant to you? And and why was that such a, if it was relevant, why was it such a an inspiration to keep working harder and harder and harder? You know, the, the failure part, absolutely. I mean, you won't, you won't talk to a baseball player that, that hasn't been through, you know, large amounts of failure, depending on how long you've played. Um, as far as people telling you no, I, I, I can't say I had a ton of it. Um, I can tell you with, in, in Pedroia's case, you know, being, you know, he's one of those guys, I got to play with him briefly when I was with Boston. Mm-hmm. And not knowing him and, and just watching him play and, and obviously seeing what he's done, looking at the stats. I mean, you'd think the guy was seven foot tall and, you know, 250 pounds. I know, right? I mean, just, <laughs> you know, 
and you get up to this guy, and he's just he's a, he's a smaller guy. Um, obviously not the strongest, not the fat. He just has a, a, the heart and the will of literally never quit. Yeah, and he doesn't. And it's it's uh, I mean, shoot, it's he's got an MVP under his belt, playing for one of the best teams in the game, one of the best players in the game. Well, he just doesn't let anybody outwork him. Well, that's what I love, right? Yeah, I there, mean, there's a basketball player like that. There, or I mean, there's a lot of them, but I mean, there's those. You know, it's like he's talking about. There's that one guy. He's like, eh, you know, not the talent, whatever. What? But damn, dude, he's gonna work. You can't stop. I mean, he he never stops working. Well, and that's you know, Michael yeah. Michael Jordan says repeatedly, over and over, and, mo- and so many times throughout his career that you know I wasn't the best player, but I was gonna work the hardest. Kobe. It, absolutely. Oh, he does that so much so where he just right. He isolates. You, you probably know that better than I do, Adam. He he shuts himself alone in a gym for a day for all day every yeah. day kind of deal. Working on one shot. Yeah, I, I watched that little thing on him, man. He's the same way as as Adam and those guys. Just right. you got to work harder than harder them. than everybody. And you're not going to do yeah, that, yeah. right? <laughs> just not so, going to do so it. So where, Adam? Can I ask you something? Where did your work ethic come from? And I'm going to say my dad, my dad, you know, I was fortunate. My dad played for a long time. Um, I got, I got to grow up around the game when he was done playing. He coached, uh, he coached with the White Sox and the Mets for a while. So we kind of grew up going to spring training and, and seeing these guys. And I remember as a young kid going in and, and watching Carlton Fisk. Awesome. He was already, I, I don't know. I mean, he was old then as a player when I was around and this guy would go catch nine innings. As an elite player and towards the back end of his career where it's real easy to say, okay, I've, I've made my money, I'm going to, you know, shut it down. This guy would be in the weight room after games for, for like an extra hour, hour and a half to get his way after catching nine innings. Now, this is, we're talking about, it's 11 o'clock at night, and he's in the weight room by himself going through a, just a, a, a strict workout to get ready for the next game. And, and you know, I saw that at a young age, and I'm, Thinking one, you know, oh shoot, this is what it takes to be a major leaguer, but also the appreciation for a guy that, even though being older and um, and already having a great career, you know, to still have that kind of work ethic. But I tell you what, and you're talking about Dustin and the work ethic, and it's incredible. But I think a huge part of it is, is knowing how to handle failure. Yeah, and, and not just an over, not just an over four, not just an over twenty at the plate, but like. Like a bad season, getting sent you know, down. I mean, a long, long struggle, and that's where, you know, in sports especially, and, and I would assume the military could be the same way. Where, where that's where you get guys that'll drop out and guys that'll shut down. It's such a mental grind, and, and I hate to even compare it to the military, but I'm talking just strictly on a on a, on a working. The physical, you know, oh, it's, all, oh, it's all the same, man. Oh. It's just the the uh, the, the 162 yeah. games will beat anybody. Yeah, down. The, I don't the, care how badass right, you yeah. are. And man, if it's going bad mentally, are you kidding me, dude? I, you know, I'm <laughs> starting to see a pattern here, man. And I, it, it's one of them deals where everybody who's come on here exceptional, right? Absolutely. And most everybody you hear that is exceptional, they're the one thing like, yeah, failed, failed a lot. And it, the more exceptional somebody is, the more failures they've had. 100%. Right? And it's it two ba- things, right? It Failure bad. and pain. The people who aren't successful don't want to fail. It doesn't have, it's not about going out and, and, and getting the, uh, the glory and, and, 
What am I trying to say here, Become, man? Becoming, hitting a pinnacle on people's perception. It's about the journey itself. Right. Everybody thinks uh, he's a professional baseball player that it was all glory, right? Yeah, yeah. Because right. like, they're seeing Every the, the day outcome. Every was awesome. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, he's in the league. It's just like. And that's uh, what drives me nuts when people look at the guy like, dude, how could you walk away? You're an idiot and all that. It's just garbage, these man. Guys, anybody, anybody you see like that has, has lent their life to having their ass kicked the whole time. Right? Yeah, that's what right. it's. Dude, champions aren't made no, on the field. You're right on. Yeah, you're right on. And you know what? No matter what you do, when you take a beating, do we do we chalk it up to okay, this this isn't for me. I'm moving on to the next thing, or do we use that and and learn from it and, and you know use that to motivate us and drive us? And I think those are your your two different types of people. Right. Uh-huh. When, yeah, when you get your ass kicked, you, some people are like, oh man, I'm done. I don't want any more of that. Yeah. And other people are like, oh well, either. I want some more of that, or they they put in more work than I did, and and they they bested me on this day. I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna come back even stronger. Right, I mean, that's that what we do, right? That that's, was my favorite part about the teams, right? In buds, going through the training every day. You were gonna show up. You knew you were failing, even if you were perfect. Right? They were gonna kick the right. snot out of you, and you never, and st- I, yeah, you never stop trying to win. No, that's yeah. the part about it. Room inspections are a great. Never gonna tell, tell that. Dude, room inspections, that. you you. I mean, strip it down, t- clean it. Uh, I mean, like it was brand Not new. Not a grain of sand. Nothing. On the I beach. mean, you could see your reflection in your socks, and I <laughs> shave with the creases in your pants, kind of crap. And you will always fail. They will walk in with a pocket full of sand, or just say this thing's too. Sh-. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But the next Sunday, you're oh, I obviously got to clean this thing harder. I'm Shit. gonna win. I'm uh, not gonna get the beat down. I'm gonna show them that I'm good enough to obviously. They can do a room better than me. I need to get there. That kind of mentality. I love it. It doesn't matter what you do. Those type of people. Right. And it's burned in with reps, right, Adam? I mean, Adam, think about how many times you've thrown a baseball, how many times you swung a bat, how many times your knees, your back, your aches, your pains, the pain in your body that you've gone through to become, to get to that pinnacle of your life. Was it worth it, brother? Oh, my! it's, it's worth every second, man. It, it absolutely is. And those reps, you know, if you're not passionate about it, then 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 don't do it. Well, you it know, especially I'm talking baseball specifically um, because the grind in that is, if it's not something you're passionate about, then those millions of reps are going to get old, and you're going to and you're going to lose that drive really really quick. And I've seen it a bunch with some incredibly talented players but isn't that, that uh, the point though really just do it because they were good at it but not because that's what they were they loved it set their mind right and, and, that, and that's the what. difference right and that difference between the two because isn't that the point the point of being a, a professional baseball player is i have to throw a million pitches that's that's, that's what it. being a baseball player is about right yeah. it's not, yeah. to I be mean, a great shooter you got to pull that trigger right. being a, a million times being a frogman right? just wasn't about being in combat it was no. it was being What's behind that? Being Getting a professional it. baseball player yeah. and playing in there is all the batting practice you got to do. I mean, that's summer league, that winter league, the pros playing, from the amateur, right? Playing, yeah. playing on the uh, on the high school team and the travel right. team. You it's, know, it's, no it's, family vacations to Disney World. You're going to play baseball, right. man. Being a lawyer is not in court. It's outside the court doing all the. No matter what you do, right? No matter and, what it is, that's what I love about when these people come on this show to prove to our guests that that's. The deal. There's no secret sauce or anything. It's yeah. the same thing. Hard work for everybody and get ready to fail and take some pain. Now, one of the things Marcus and I talk a lot about on here, Adam, is is that when those failures are happening and the doubt is seeded based on your, 
you know, just your lack of talent or performance, cape, whatever it may be, when those failures happen, who is the person or who was the who were the people in your life that came back, picked you up, grabbed your hand, dusted you off, and got you back in the batting cage? Well, on a, on a really good team, on some of the really good teams I've been on, it's the guy sitting next to me in, in that clubhouse. You know, it's, it's, it's the guys in the locker next to me. But it really does turn into, uh, and this is, this is your best, these are going to be your most elite teams almost every year, are the teams that care more about the guy next to them than they do themselves. And you can feel it in the clubhouse. It's one of those things that I don't expect, you know, people that haven't been in that situation to, to totally understand. You've got to be there to experience it. But it's, it's not just, you know, as a hitter, it's not just. Oh, you love each other. You know what I'm saying? It's not just a jersey and a number, man. You love each other. I mean, you do, period. I mean, there's a connection there where you literally care more about the next guy, and it's the most unselfish type of ball you can play. And uh, and translates into a lot of wins. So I love that. Now, over the years, it's been a ton of different people. It's been when I first came up at a young age, it was the older guys. It, it was um, it was Chipper. It was you know when I came up with the Braves, it was it was Smoltz. It was for uh, Call Andrew Jones. You know the older guys that took me under their wing. I got to watch the way these guys work, the way these guys handled themselves, and uh, and learn from that. That's, that's I mean, we, we love to say it like that too, man. You do all yeah. that training and, and everything, the weightlifting in the cage and everything like that. So you can hang out with them guys. <laughs> that's what we do, man. We go through all that hell just so I can hang out. So with I those. can be in the club. So you, you know, yeah, you busted your ass so you can hang out with Chipper, right? I mean, those older guys, yeah. we were the Vietnam guys. Were our, I mean, yeah. you, you know, you went through all that, and they were the ones hammering you. Like, that's okay. Yeah, please more. Yeah, come yeah, on. I'm just, just happy to be here. And then can I hear a story? Right. <laughs> and then when you when you train so hard and you actually start performing, and they recognize, when your teammates recognize your performance is when you know you, you, you're on the right track. It's not telling everybody right. how, how, how good you are. It's when your teammates are telling everybody how good you are. That's right. That's right. And, one, and I think one of the biggest misconceptions in baseball because we do play every day is that there's no practice. Like, like I, I don't know how many people have, have come up and said, okay, so you play a game at 7 o'clock. What time do you get there? Like 5.36? Well, I wish that was the case, but, I mean, you know, guys are there at noon for a 7 o'clock game, and it's repetition. And when you watch guys that have played 15 years in the major leagues in the batting cage at 1 o'clock, you know, it, it, it really makes you wonder why after this many years, you continue to take, you know, two or three hundred swings before you even go out for batting practice. And, and it's that, it, it's one, it's the work there. I think it's, it's just embedded in them. And two, it's that muscle memory, which I know you guys are very familiar with, where you're relying on that to just take over in, in whatever, whatever profession you're in. Well, sure. Well, we, you know, when you know the end game is going to be hell, you, that's why you train like that. Well, so one of the things, you know, I, and I love that statement you just made, Marcus, when you know the end game is going to be hell, you got to be prepared for that. Now, Adam, you've, you've made this. Right, it's not just lifting the trophy at the end of the game and no. you got to get through the damn game. Well, and I, it, it's, I think what, what I'm, where I'm going, it's, it's a bigger perspective, right? Because what we're, we're, we're talking about when we're trying to influence people on this, this show is saying, hey, it's not just about 
It's the bigger picture in your life, the fulfillment, the yeah, purpose, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I stand uh, you know, corrected. You know, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, I was a little shallow there. I, <laughs> I, I, I think yeah, my head hurts, man. I, <laughs> I got you. I, I'm going to take you. Just come along with me down I, this one. I did not mean to throw that shallow ass answer out at you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. What are we doing here? We're going big, dude. Right, and, we're, know. and we're fixing to go real big Put right me in now. Bitch, Marcus. Stop. <laughs> All right. So, you know, that's our purpose is really to show people that, hey, man, living a higher purpose, pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone to really experience life and to, and, and to understand the power of the never quit mindset is substantial. Now, Adam, one of the things that I truly and I got to tell you this, have profound respect for you is your shift now, now that you've You've walked away from baseball by your own accord and for your own reasons. And what you're doing now and your desire to make an impact on the human trafficking issue in the world. If you could, can you can you please kind of tell our listeners why it's so important to you? Well, man, to be honest, two years ago it wasn't. You know, two years ago or two, three years ago, if somebody asked me what the word trafficking meant, I probably couldn't even give you an educated you know, answer on that or, or a definition. Long story short, I ran into a guy a few years ago that uh, was a pastor and ended up, found himself over in Asia and realized the, the slavery and trafficking issue over there. Uh, he his family, took his kids, moved over, and has been fighting that fight ever since. Wow. And, um, He's sharing this with me up in Colorado, and he's like, man, you just you got to come over and see it. Like, I, I can't sit here and tell you the, the stuff that we're seeing. And you can read books and watch all the video you want. He's like, listen, until you see it firsthand. And, and I went over with a partner of mine, Blaine Boyer, who's, who's still still pitching. Um, and we went over there, and it was, it was the most life-changing thing I'd ever seen. And I remember coming back from that, and it was just a 10-day trip we got to go in and, uh, you know, help rescue some of these girls, some of these underage girls that were being raped seven, eight, you know, nine times a night in these brothels. And we both came back and were like, are we really going to go play a game? I mean, this is obviously in the offseason. We're like, we're going we're gonna to go home and, and start working out again and get back in the cave and be ready to go play a game when this is going on. I mean, it, it really messed us both up um, to the point where, the first couple of weeks after we got back, we were seriously thinking about just shutting it down. Wow. And, and I this fight full time. So, again, it's, it's, it's open my eyes to uh, not only what's going on in, in other countries, it's um, horrific, but also what we, know, what we have going on right here in the States, you know, right here in every state. Well, hell, mine's the worst. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a proud Texan, you know that. Here, well, man. I mean, I tell you what, when you look at just some of the baseline statistics in terms of there are approximately 20 to 30 million slaves in the world, you know, the U.S. Department yeah. of State says about 600 to 800,000 people are trafficked across international borders every day. 80% are female and half are children. These statistics are appalling. And, 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 you know, I've, 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 and, and where I've, traveled in my life and some of the things I've seen, I bear witness to this atrocity, but there's something that happens, you know, to a person that wants to get involved in, in this type of evil 
in this type of 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 torture, this type of devaluation of human existence that's profound. And you know, Adam, the the, the question is, man, you know, why would you want to subject cuz you know, you walk away from baseball, you got enough, you made a great living, you can be with your family, you can enjoy, you can have other businesses and enjoy this time after this incredible effort you've made. Why now do you want to bring this type of evil and torture and pain into your life? Why are you choosing to choosing to do it? Uh, well, I guess, uh, man, there's a lot of reasons. I can answer that one. I mean, hey, this is what I see. Because I, I, I know how he loves his wife. That's a good point. He loves his kids. And to think, I mean, when you got a man who steps up like that, who truly loves wife and kids, who believes in God and believes that women create all life, yeah, and that children, life everlasting, is our children. You boil Period. that down, you know, the Bible you can interpret it any way you want, but that one in my mind, in his mind, I, I mean, not putting words in your mouth, brother, but uh, is that's our future. And if you're taking advantage of that, if you're stripping that away, you are literally that is a crime against humanity. And men like that don't stand for that shit. It's crap. Stuff. <laughs> well, why did you guys do what you did for all those years? I, I know it wasn't for the money. <laughs> sure it was. Hey. I, brother, I was. I got out of the team. Well, I got hundred dollars hazardous. Hundred dollars hazardous duty. Right? Hazardous duty. When I got out of teams, Adam. I was ten thousand dollars in debt. I had a Harley Davidson, and I moved in with my parents. <laughs> that was a badass frog man, right there. And I live with my mom's. I live with my. I'll tell you why I did it. Go ahead. Well, I my my my. You know, initially I did it because I wanted to be around other great men. I wanted to go stand side by side and be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I made it. I deserve to be here, but not for myself, but to be around a great team. But then when I realized the magnitude of evil in this world and that if people don't rise up, ordinary men, ordinary women, ordinary children don't rise up, literally get out of their seats and walk the path and get up there in the fight then evil will take over. I, I think it also starts with carrying yourself the way, I mean, like Adam does. I mean, and my here's the deal. Sometimes I'm a stand, and I'll, like, well, a bunch of us teammates or Adam, I'll be standing around and I'll start telling a story or he'll start telling a story and something will come out of my mouth and I wouldn't have seen his wife standing there or a child standing there. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't, I didn't see you standing there. Like, oh, that's okay. You're here, you're here all the time. Well, you didn't hear it from me. Yeah. That, that's how it starts right there. Yeah. You didn't hear it from me. Right, I, you don't hear it when it's around when when I'm standing around here, and if you know if you just do that to yourself, then your buddies know that, and then the pass it just passes on. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there is a point, and I get the whole freedom of speech. You can say anything you want, man, but if it's affecting some somebody in a harmful way, and I'm not talking about just getting your feelings hurt, because well, we're talking about something much bigger. I mean, right. we're talking about freedom of action. Exactly, where, exactly. Where the, law, the moral laws are being discarded right. so, around the world. I mean, that, that's what baffles me is when people even argue with the fact that we're hunting them down. <laughs> you're telling me what you're doing you're justifying saying that this is okay by getting mad at me or adam or or, or jeremy or anybody for doing this how does that work i i don't i don't <laughs> know if people are getting mad it's just people can't fathom it and and i and i adam if you could help people understand why it's important that not just you in particular but why people need to pay attention and make an effort to stop this. Well, I think, one, I, I don't know, like myself a couple of years ago, I, I don't think the majority of people know how big the issue is. 
And, and don't get me wrong, I know we have tons of other issues. Not like this one. In, in <laughs> this world, but, you know, when I, was, I, when I was younger, I was, I was not a great kid. I, I, probably, I wasn't even a good kid, <laughs> to be honest. But the one thing that always bothered me, and probably the only thing that, and I shouldn't say the only thing, but one of the things that, that crushed me as a kid is when somebody that couldn't defend themselves was getting picked on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was bullied too, man. I hate it. I cannot, I cannot handle it. And even at 36 years old, that's the one thing that I have a huge problem with is, you know, the, the helpless getting taken advantage of. And that's, a, that's exactly what this is. This is poor, impoverished families that have their children either taken from them or sold them to slave. And there's, there's no, there's no judicial system. There's no, there's no, there's no law enforcement. I mean, I, I think we have to understand in these other countries, there's no 911 that these people can call and say, listen, my kid just got abducted. I mean, you just, you just got to wear it. And if people don't stand up and fight for them, then... No one will. Then they're, then they're lost. I mean, they're, they're, nobody's going to do it. So you know, one of the first things my mom and my wife is like, what, what are you getting into? You're not trained for this. You have no idea what you're doing. This isn't like you've been in law enforcement or the military your whole life. And, and I honestly say I, I don't care. You know, what, what is the worst that can happen? And, and I say that very seriously. Right. Um, I, I believe without a doubt that when we, when we leave this earth, we're going to go stand before the king and, yep. and, and, be, and be accountable for what we did, good or bad. And I don't, want, I don't, I don't think he's going to care I don't think God's going to care about my baseball stats or my <laughs> or my bank account or awards I won. You know, I think he, I think he cares about life changing stuff. Right. Well, I mean, you said you don't you weren't born to learn how to play baseball, and you got <laughs> real good at that. I mean, people are saying you don't know anything about this, you don't know what you're doing. Well, that's all right. You didn't know what you were doing in the beginning either, and you turned out to be a great baseball player. I have no doubt. Whatever you put your mind to is going to be you're going to change something. Well, this is a big challenge, and I mean, you know, if you could. We, we, you know, w when you first went over that first time you saw what, what, ha you know, tell us the story. What, what'd you see that got in your heart? That's making you, you know, I mean, this is a big, it's a big change. It's a shift. This is a cataclysmic shift in focus in, in a person's life to go from professional baseball player, like you said, to, you know, trying to combat one of the most, one of the darkest organization, you know, some of the darkest nastiest most evil organizations on the planet what did you see to make you say i don't care i'm i'm gonna be judged by god and this is what i gotta do what'd you see i saw i saw defenseless young girls that were absolutely trapped in another in another country with no passport no rights and you know threats to the point and i don't need to go into detail but threats to the point where they they're scared to go tell anybody. They're scared to death. The, the law enforcement and military, depending on where you're at, can be incredibly corrupt. Um, and, and most of them know that even at a young age. So that's not something that you can run to the, a, a local cop, you know, and tell them what happened. So, but uh, children, man, are scared uh, to death. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, what do they know? I don't know. I think the people who are supposed to be protecting them is 
ultimately that that's what that is. I mean, if you're an adult and you're a child, you're supposed to protect it, right? Well, I, that's, that's, I don't even. I, I I think it's even deeper than that, man. When I you know, in some of the places I've been where this is prevalent, you know, it's part of the culture. Like it's acceptable, you know. I mean, in, in even some cases, family members are selling their own children or selling, you know, the children of their brothers or their nieces or nephews. And so this this cultural not even this cultural cancer yeah. it is a, is a massive fight and that's why yeah, I, hey, I get everything with the rights we have and that's a, but there's some things on this planet that i mean that happen that should be just unacceptable right i mean even to the fact where you would think about that this is like no as human beings that, that one's not going down you can do anything i mean there's a lot of stuff people get away with that one right there don't do it otherwise we're getting rid of you I mean, it should be that extreme, right? Because what you're doing is, and the part that he left out is the eyes. You ever seen somebody when they're broke? Marcus, that is straight biblical. There's there's a few times in Scripture where God says, hey, you're going to screw up, you're going to do something. Do not mess with a a child. Under any circumstances. Period. Mm -hmm. I think think the quote is, you're better off tying a millstone around your neck and jumping into the ocean than messing with one of my children. It should be that way, right? Uh, there's, no, there's no doubt. And for the people, for the people that say that this is an issue in other countries and it's not our issue, they could not be further from the truth. I don't know the numbers on it, but it, it's staggering and mind-blowing how much of this is going on right here in these small communities around where I live in the middle of nowhere and, and then obviously in our bigger cities around the country. I, I think that, I mean, you're, go ahead, man. We've got, we've got drug task force and probably some of the best in the world. We've got weapons, we've got weapons trade and weapons dealer task force that handled that. It, there's not a lot out there outside of these NGOs and, and people like myself that are probably viewed as unqualified. There's not a lot out there to, to put a dent, you know, in this issue. Well, because the the profits are so substantial. I mean, when you're when you're making ninety dollars in a country where the overwhelming majority of people are living on a dollar or less, and you can get a ninety bucks for a kid, and and and, and no moral code whatsoever. What you know? Why wouldn't it? I mean, you know, to think that even in America alone we have you know close fifth around fifteen thousand human beings trafficked each year. In the most, you know, advanced country in the world, bro. I mean, it's just... Well, it's kind of one of them deals where people always warrant their response to their responsibility, right? And I mean, it, it, everybody's responsibility to a child is to, to make sure they have a, a future, correct? So, I mean, I, I was like, well, you're, that response didn't... Re- Look, man, I responded like, if someone was messing with my kid, my response is as my responsibility as a parent, which is ultimately to protect them no matter what. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Hands down. Hands down. You know what I mean? It's not even up not for debate. And if you, if you try to debate me on that, then you're a problem. <laughs> try to debate me on what, how well, to protect my kid. What, what are you doing? Yeah. No, you know what I'm I hear you. And as a, my responsibility to other children in my community and around my home and, and everything like that, man, when they're around me, look, we go overseas, we take... Um, for the trips we take the teenagers and their friends, their parents know that those kids don't come back. I'm not coming back. Exactly. That's it. I mean, it's a sure. watchdog on point the whole well, time. Well, what I think is amazing about this, Adam, is that, you know, you, you know, you don't know these children that are over there. You don't got any relationship to them other than your relationship through God. And I think what the important concept here is to recognize that if you allow that type of love to enter in your heart, and you allow that kind of conviction in that purse, 
purpose. It can overwhelm kind of the the normal idea that I shouldn't do this. This isn't dangerous. It's, you know, I need to protect what I have or whatever. When you get over there and you save these young kids, you know, how do you, in your mind, how do you, what's the idea behind rebuilding them to, to teach them, hey, you're through, don't quit, keep coming back. What are the idea, what are the things that you guys think about and share with them? Uh, you're talking about the victims? Yes. No, and that's, uh, that, that's another whole other issue, the aftercare there. And, and it's, it's absolutely crucial. A couple things. It, it's crucial that you don't just go remove these girls without making arrests because they're replaced the next day. I mean, mm-hmm. they can get their hands on girls and boys. They can get their hands on these young kids so fast. So, And, and that's also probably the most frustrating part is, is being patient while those cases come together where you can go in and make an arrest. But then also you got to have a place for them, like you were talking about. Right. And these it's not... Um, it's not something where you can pull these kids out and expect them to be normal in a week. I mean, there's, there's cases where they may have been there. They may be 20 years old and have been basically captive for, for five or six years. Oh, my I mean, gosh. they're, they're hollow, soulless. Well, that's a problem. I, I think that's a big that's a big overlook when it comes to children, man, is that, that I'm sorry, but that, I'm going, they, they don't have an identity. They're a child. They identify with the adult. So if you subject, I mean, if they're subjected to this kind of torture the whole life, man, that's going to be their identity. It's hard to change that back around when, when, when you, the person who's supposed to be, especially in those formative developmental yeah, years. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But the, you know, one of the things I love about it, Adam is, is your focus. And, and, and I think the more we can give voice to this, the more that we can actually help. And, uh, you know, are, are there any organizations in particular that you want to talk about or people that are driving these or bring light to so our listeners can can, can go and, and support these people? Man, yeah, I appreciate saying that. And, and one thing I've learned, and, and when I first got into it, I thought, man, there's just nobody out here doing anything about it. And, and there's actually quite a few, and it's been awesome. I've been able to connect with, gosh, I don't know, probably a dozen of these groups that are doing awesome work. Marcus, one of your buddies, is one of them. Yeah, they're, just, they're, doing, they're doing incredible things. Um, so that's been very promising to make these connections and see that actually there is people kind of out there somewhat underground that are, that are getting after it and, and share the same passion and, you know, and, and understand the need there. So, I, you know, I've, I've been able to work with a group called the Exodus Road. I've been able to work with... Uh, a group called uh, OUR, Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, another probably, probably the leader in this fight is a, is a group called IJM. I was actually in D.C. last week meeting with them, uh, International Justice Mission. They're, they're kind of the, uh, you know, who, the, the group that everybody looks up to and mm-hmm. tries to replicate and ask for their assistance. So, yeah, I would say every week, two weeks I'm connected with a new group that I knew nothing about that is out there you know fighting this whether it's whether it's domestically or you know in, in these third world countries so it's been pretty awesome well Adam I gotta tell you man I you know it's always challenging and we I see this a lot in, in what I do for a living now you know and I'm a, a a coach and a speaker and all that but one of the things I really like to focus on is 
is is helping people make transitions from one career to the another, you know, in particular with veterans coming out and finding new purpose in their lives. And and as you well know, and I think when I heard in the beginning of the interview, you know, that reflective period that's in your heart and about the effort you put forth to make it to the pinnacle of your profession. But now what's amazing is that through a chance occurrence with a pastor and with a, you know, with and, and one experience overseas with your swim buddy and to see the, the uh, give a heavy dose of the reality of evil that does exist, that's all around us all the time, to feel a new purpose in your life and to be set on a mission that, you know, any apostle would be proud of, man. And I just really want to, you know, say thank you for your effort in, in this change and this purpose and and most importantly to, to come on the show, uh, you know, this portion of the show and really share that with our listeners. So thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. Oh man, dude, God the fact that you. you coming on here and, and I'm glad you did because everyone knows you as a great baseball player, man. We just, we just, I mean, you just right. told everybody what kind of great man you are. Yeah. You, just, you, you played baseball. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I'm about he walked away from baseball. No, he didn't. You know I mean? He played baseball. You ever thought <laughs> about this? Maybe his purpose through baseball was to get to this. Right. No. And this is his true sure, calling man. in you life gotta, is to save human life. All the, all the people we've had on there who've <laughs> built themselves up the way they do, man. It's just like, uh, you know, I was, we were Navy SEALs. That's why they don't say, you know, once a Marine, yeah. always a Marine. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, you wrote some books. You were a Navy SEAL, man. When, now we're, we're doing this. And yeah. that's what he's doing. I mean, <laughs> to give well, up America's pastime to go get, go get in something like that is epic. That's heavy, right? You know, and speaking of that, and I've always prided myself on saying this, that baseball is what I do. It's not who I am. So I have no doubt that baseball and the whole platform of baseball has led up to this. And I, as much as I love baseball, I take way more pride in doing this and the and just the feeling you get, you know, even to put a small dent in it. That's great. Something well, I never got. No, I mean, we, 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 we saw at a time, Adam. Right. We have people on here all the time, man. Like, hey, that's what you, if that's what you are. That's what you, you are. And then you have the people who have the ability to, they're, they're multiple, right? They have multiple facets. To, to, that's what makes makes them up, right? Part of the man he is is a hell of a ball player, right? And then I also track down <laughs> when, when people who <laughs> the worst nastiest people on the planet i'm going right. to get him i mean he's a predator too right he's like a predator. i mean he's, hey all you out there who, who are doing this you should know up till now you were just being pursued the guys that i know who are come on board on this and it's it's great because he's like man some of them don't even have names no we don't oh. don't have any names up till now you've been pursued now you're being hunted I love it. They were looking. A lot of these guys were looking for something to do after they got out of the war, and they found it. Yep. And, and they're passionate about it. Stand by. You have some of our elite on this team now. And I love it. Well, Adam, God bless you and your hunt, and also God bless you and your 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 goals to you know be with your family, to make a good impression on your children, and to show them the way that the hard road, the long road. The heavy road, the right road is the road for them. So thanks so much for coming on, Adam. We really appreciate it, buddy. Guys, it was a pleasure. I mean that. Thank you, guys. Uh, man, I'll come on anytime. Y'all let me know. I'm, I'm going to leave you. I wanted to say one last thing in, in a quote that, sure. that I think about a lot. From Teddy Roosevelt, you guys may have heard it. And it's, 
It's do what you can with what you got where you are. Amen. And if you think about that, and it goes along with what we're talking about, you don't have to be you don't have to be a, a professional athlete or an ex-professional athlete or an ex-Navy SEAL or, or come from some, you know, what we would consider, you know, some unbelievable background or, or what society we would consider. I mean, that, that literally, that goes for everybody. If we can, uh, you know, if we can realize that, that no matter what our, uh, no matter what our status is or our bank account is, there is something out there we can be doing that, that can be very productive and what I would call kingdom work. Um, that goes for every single one of us. So I, I just love that quote and, and something to chew on. No, it Thanks. sounds about perfect because the way you look at it, like we're not doing Navy SEAL stuff. We're not doing baseball stuff. We're doing this. And the man, what That's you right. have here is the man who, who can play baseball, the man who can be a Navy SEAL. We're bringing that energy to to this. Something bigger. Right. I mean, it, that's the greatest part about it. And what he said was, I mean, everybody has that. That quote is pretty profound, actually. It's huge. And, you know, make a difference of where you're at right in the moment. Right now. Right? Well, that's all we got. Thanks for so much for our guests and the listeners. I appreciate it. And Marcus, man, all right. Marcus, that dude is phenomenal, man. Right? I mean, it, it, I... I One thing I didn't tell to... you about that, just, just, I wanted to watch the look on your face when you realized you were thinking you had a baseball player role on here, right? No, no, yeah. I, I, I've, I've read all the articles. I, I you know, I, I've, I've read the ESPN stuff. I watched the interviews. I, I knew about it, but even those, because of the way they chop them up or the way they choose to distribute or whatever, you don't know. But when a man gets on and you hear him in his voice, you know, and describe. That this this path he's on, that's profound, dude. Right. I mean, that dude was making fourteen million dollars and had several years left in his career, but said, you know what, my family's more important. And you know, maybe we can get him to talk about that in the after actions. But you know, but the real pivotal the interview that we just went through was literally this quest and and that what he saw over there. Right. I, I don't know. You know about how. Uh... I guess how powerful the sight, seeing something, where it visually, right? right because right. we read about it all day long. We see sure. it on the news. We see it, but we're so. Maybe we should have said seeing it in real life, real world. There right? you go. Remember, right. remember right. We, yeah. everybody in the teams. Everybody talk about real, real, real yeah. world. This. Perfect, perfect. Right. perfect. Yeah, Way to bring that up. Yeah. yeah, real world. Oh, he was on a real world up. And back, remember before the war, Ooh. it was like, oh my what god, Team <laughs> Three rolled in with that VBSS out where they were up there. <laughs> Cutting the, cutting the roof off. Yeah, remember that? yeah. And that were that made it on the high side. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. Everybody's like, like ninety nine yeah, or nine, yeah, or two thousand yeah. or something like and that. And then the guys like, in Kosovo right, and the bridge yeah. up. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, damn it, man. There's too many team guys. I'll never get into anything. Like that. Exactly. <laughs> and then, that, that, and then, stand by, yeah. stand by. Yeah. Then, and then, real world became right. the only thing. Oh no, know? I got to a point where, and we were joking about this the other day. We did so many VBSS ops that we were wanting to pass it over to some. That's how you know. And that goes with DAs and everything people are like man there's not another platoon that can get that done you know what i'm saying that's how you know when you've been working and, and the damn that guys man they wrote that 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 tempo the op tempo and you don't really realize it when you're in yeah i mean op tempo to us is no big deal that's just extra days on the books correct right because you love it yeah when you're out at old man looking back at the at morgan his he had some new guys from his last platoon come over to the lazy j we went hunting and i remember looking at them guys like ah hey man do you even touch a razor yet 
<laughs> but we look like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, and these yeah. guys were were war fighters. They'd been yeah. with more over with Morgan and back a couple times. And I was like, damn, dude, man, were we running like that? And they, you know, we were. Yep. That's why as, you as do it. That, yeah, at that kids. age, you can handle anything. The well, world is just like, well, well man, let's well, do this. The, the wild thing about Adam, I mean, Adam's thirty six years old. He's comfortable. He's got all this, you know. Fame, fortune. Sure. Why, and, and why do that? Why, why go back to it? Yeah. Why? Because it's never done. People who are like, oh, I'm 40, life's over. I'm supposed to be doing this part of it. That's kind of like the same people who run on a 24-hour time clock. <laughs> most, most people, Explain right? Explain that. Well, Explain I mean, that because I, I know I, where you're going with it. Explain yeah, it. It take, Some of my days go longer than 24 hours. Yeah. I don't look at it at a clock. I know when, I'm, when I, I eat, when I'm hungry, and if something's in front of me, you just keep working. We like, learned that in the teens, man. Work, do lunch, get off early. Yeah. When did we ever get off early? Never. Right? Never. Half day is 12 hours, that kind of deal. Well, so, I mean. You know, this mission he's going on, I mean, this doesn't end. I mean, oh, no. there, there's no like I hit the point in life where I'm he's going to stop caring about these kids, these little girls and these boys, and women, and, women and children, women and children. He's not going to you, you stop caring where, about women and children. It's over. Everything's over. But this dude, this guy, your friend, right. he, he's not having that. He's going to place where this is culturally accepted by the men. Because they're making a lot of money. It's a humongous business around the world. Sure. And it he's was, going look, over there with no training, I mean that, no background. The, no rabbit, nothing, dude. the rabbit's hole on that one's so deep because there wouldn't be trafficking if you didn't have the other side of it. Somebody wanted it. I mean, you got to go back to, to, oh, to, the, to the good book, well, right? Oh, brother. I, that's, I mean, if we're at a point to where that's okay or not okay, it's, to, it's tolerated. It, tolerated. It is tolerated. Accepted. You're like, no, we got laws on the book. Promoted. We persecute. No, no. It's that means it's tolerated. Something that's not tolerated means if you do it, we will get rid of you. Well, I mean, it, eliminate it, you forever. Because Gone. evaporated. And the people that come at me about my values, well, all human life. Do you understand what this person is doing? He is ending human life. He but is. But it's not his fault, Marcus. I, but it's not their fault. I mean, they had a, they had a rough look, I get out and talk to the people that everybody, and that includes people who the therapist and they're like, "Hey, man, <laughs> can't fix you can't fix that." Yeah. It's something you can't convince me that a, that that a person is something's wrong where it's okay to to do that to a child that you can fix that. That's not an accident. I don't. I'm sorry, man, guys. I, I know. I'm hard-headed or whatever. You can't fly. You're not gonna be able to float that one past me. I'm sorry, man. I just I, well, and what I love about Adam is he does this with the goodness of heart. I mean, he's got God in his heart. You know, yeah, you can't float and, that yeah, past him either. It, no, and and he's he's acting. And you know what? He's an inspiration right now for all those people that are listening right now. When you heard his story, I know you were moved because you you felt something in this guy's life. Because and even though you might for one second be like, oh, what an idiot. He walked away from all that money and all that. But now I think you're knowing, man, this guy believes in what he believes in. And he stands up for it. And you can too. Right. Oh, you and it's can not too. Exactly. And it's not signing up and going over there with him. No, that ain't how it is. You just do not tolerate in your area, in your home, wherever you're at. You your will, influence. You will not tolerate the disrespect or the, uh, the, the cruelty to a woman or a child. Period. While you're standing there, Period. and if everybody did that, it wouldn't it wouldn't exist. I it mean, if you even got a whiff of it, like come again, oh, let me call somebody. Really? Oh, one second, don't Just leave. One second, one I've second. got some. Pipe I got some buddies. <laughs> I'm gonna call up. We're gonna go hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And and you know, 
But it, it takes a person like Adam to get it going. And yeah, what I, I just really well, appreciate yeah, you reaching man, out to him. I mean, it, really cool. Look, I get fired. I'm talking smack, man. I'm not. On, I'm not on the line with him. Yeah, man, I'm old and busted, dude. I'm. I'm a there been has whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. He I didn't give up baseball to go do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just backing him up now because he's the one that that's doing this. He inspired me. That's the cool. way that I treat women and love my wife and everything like that is is one thing, man. But he's. I am just as guilty as somebody who even doesn't even care because you know what, man, he he's out there, right? Well, I tell you what, I see foreseeing your you're in my future. We, we might be making some trips over to support Adam. He did say he needed some training and some backup. So I know two people. We, got, <laughs> we know somebody. We you and right, I know yeah. some people. We uh, know some people. All right, so that's all we got for this this edition of the Team Never Quit podcast with yours truly and and Marcus Latrell. We want to thank you for participating. We also want to thank you. Uh, for for supporting us. If you've never been to the website, please go to the website at teamneverquit.com forward slash podcast or just tnqpodcast.com. Visit us, see what we're all about, listen to the other shows, spread those shows out to the people you love and you care about because that's our mission in life is to, to bring on amazing people like Adam LaRoche, to have them tell their stories, to inspire people to become legends themselves. To great stories ignite legends. Now, and, and if you really are fired up and you know of a great story or a great story about someone, go ahead and submit it to the website. We've got a section there for you to do that. Submit that great story you send a video in off your iphone or your or your android or whatever it is and and we're going to take a look at them and if they're good if they're good we're going to marcus and i'll read them on on air and if they're great marcus what are we going to do i'll we'll bring them on here they're going to come on, look on here look they at tell, while they tell their great story all right so that's what we want for you. And also visit our merchandise, help support the, the mission out there to let other people know that they're great too. They just have to dig deep. They have to be disciplined. They have to walk a higher purpose. And the fact that they have to be surrounded by people they love and care about and doing the right thing. So as we do in all and every show, I'm going to end with some thank yous. And I want to thank, you know, my friends right here, everybody in this room at the TNQ Podcast HQ. I want to thank all those in my life who've had an impact to do the right thing, to, to, to do the right stuff. My, my children, my wife, and I want to thank God for inspiring me to do that. Marcus? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, Adam, man, he's such a, he's a hell of a guy. You know, I, I mean, yeah, everything that he's done and that, to, to have somebody like him as prominent he was get out to, to, to cover down on something that's so important to all of us, the women and the children in our life, man. I, you know, that's just a perfect time to tell all the women out there and the kids out there, look, if you're suffering, man, and there's, there is some worthless piece of trash, man, that is mistreating you or looking at you. And when he's telling you that you're nothing, just hold on out there and never think for one second that as a woman or a, or a child out there, that there is not a grown man that even though we don't know you, we don't care about you and understand how important you are just to our very existence. And the mere fact that some low life piece of trash would you know, take everything away from you by mistreating you aggravates me to the point that I am pissed about their procreation on this planet. And the fact that Adam has come out and given up everything that, that this country holds dear and looks to as a pinnacle or a pillar of what a grown-ass man should be with money and fame and wealth and give it all up to cover down on the, the most primitive point of our existence, which is our women and our children, the holy grail and life everlasting. You got to understand 
Good Lord, back in the day, he might be a saint or he might have some wings growing up behind that shit. But I'll tell you what I got. I got a twin brother who's got a set of horns that grows out of his damn head. And every time I see some piece of shit pick on a woman, I want to tear his head off, dude. And I, I get more it. fired up about this crap. You, you want to, I don't have any nerve you can touch, but that one, I don't yeah. tolerate that crap, man. And I'm glad that he doesn't. He's used what he does to, to bring, shed some light on that, man, because maybe that's what it's time to shed light on, not everything else. So, How about some thanks in your life? Yeah, right man. I, you know, I give thanks to the good Lord for giving me all my abilities, my friends for helping me find them, my wife. Good Lord, man, I love, it. love the boss like nothing. You know what I mean? My mother. Thanks, Mom. And to my daughter, Adelaide, and, and uh, you know, I, I'll watch over you for the rest of your life. So, thanks for everybody for giving me that opportunity and Dude, did I just go on a tear? It was awesome. I'm sorry, man. No, it was awesome. I can bro. tell I have because I'm coming down from it now. It was, so. <laughs> it was awesome, and our listeners really needed to hear it. It's and okay if to I be passionate. Profanity, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> it was yeah, awesome. That's, man, that's all I got. I got that. Shut up. Let's roll. Let's roll.